Warning, we talk about mature and disturbing content from time to time, and we're not sorry for it. So, if you're under 18, turn back now before you brain rots like ours. In all seriousness, this podcast isn't meant for children, and it's just entertainment. It's not 100% facts, it's more about our opinions and our jokes. You've been warned. Hi y'all, I'm Yeehaw. And I'm Crazy Bear. And this is Giddy On Up. What's entertaining us today, y'all? Today's episode is Books, The Gateway to Amazing Movies and TV Shows, if we're being realistic. Obviously, this episode is about how there are so many book adaptations out there. Uh, Today, we're going to try to really focus on movies specifically because there's a lot more out there. I'm sure a lot of you are asking, like, what do you mean the entertainment industry owes its life to books? Well, let's stop and think about it, right? One of the greatest movies of all time, The Wizard of fucking Oz, in my humble opinion. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, Little Women, The Color Purple, (sighs) the Harry Potter franchise. Come on. Cinema doesn't exist without books, for the most part. I'm sure someone would have came along and wrote those, but Forrest Gump? Come on. Everything by Emily Dickinson? Is that her name that did Little Women? Because I think she did Sense and Sensibility, too, or something like that. To be honest, I don't know. You know who would know? Woody, who is unfortunately not with us today. That's Um, right. That's right. But yeah, we owe a shit ton to books for movies. Like, there's, we could talk about books in general as a form of entertainment, but when it comes to the industry and blockbuster hits, ah, we just owe it to books. Like, a lot of these movies, a lot of our pop culture wouldn't exist without books. And to give a warning to everybody, yeah, my cat might just say hi from every now and then because it's hanging out in the room with me, so we're, we're not sure. Yeah, we're not sure. And you know what? That's okay because that cat is our harshest critic. We had to do another take of our intros because of the cat. <laughs> and honestly, I'm all for it. Interrupt me. Tell me I'm doing shitty. I'm fine with that. I thrive on negative in- negative comments and negative attention. I don't know why. I don't know who I am. Video games, too. I'm really bad at it. But I, if you encourage me when I'm playing a video game, I will die. But if you tell me I fucking suck and I'm not good at anything, I will do a billion times better than you think I'm about to be doing. So there's that. Be who you are, girl. Be who you are. Girl, you know I will. <laughs> um, oh, but again, speaking of Wizard of Oz. Go ahead. Let's, so let's I hear it. just found out. If you remember from our last episode, we didn't talk about remakes. Wizard of Oz is in the process of being made by New Line Cinema. I could not be more upset about that because again last episode i'm not gonna harp on it this episode because we're talking about books today but the wizard of oz is one a book to a remake so it falls in that gray area of a venn diagram that overlaps i am upset because that is such an iconic movie who can you get to play dorothy to replace judy garland like today i can't think of someone and you know what that's okay i i'll still watch it so i can be as angry as i want to be that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's fine with me. I, I just found that out yeah, today, so we'll be. Are we'll you be gonna talking, watch it? Uh, depends on how I feel. That, you know what? Day. You're right. I need to see a trailer. I need to see a trailer. That's a good point. Um, what would you say you, the best book to movie adaptation there to you? What is what is what is your favorite, or what would you say is the best? Mm. To be honest, the I'd have to give that out to the outsiders because 
that's the only book report I remember doing in elementary school. I had to read the book and then I watched the movie and then later on I just did a little book report about it and I think that is kind of the best book to movie ratio especially with the with them also bringing in the full novel uh edit part of the movie Mm -hmm. I, I I do appreciate that okay I think personally my okay so I have like kind of two categories right I think my favorite book to movie adaptation Wizard of Oz. I can't get around it. It's like my favorite movie of all time. I'm not like the girl Tori something. I forget her last name, but she's like the, she's an Oz historian. She runs the Oz vlog if you're, or blog, Oz blog or Oz vlog. Either way, I think she does both. She's, she's an amazing historian. She's basically the historian. Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, she's like a guru. She's like the one per, one of the few people I trust to debunk things when it comes to the Wizard of Oz. So shout out to Tori, who will probably never listen to this podcast. But at the same time, she'll I'll just probably, say she will. She probably, she Come likes on, it more Tori. than me. Yeah, Tori, listen, please. Listen and tell us that I'm right about the Wizard of Oz. Uh, but it's my favorite adaptation. Would I say it's the best for 1929 standards? Absolutely. Absolutely, it's the best. For today's standards, that's a little harder. Um, I'm going to have to say, if I was going by how well it did compared to the book, mm, and it's more of a, I think... I think the Shawshank Redemption is more of a short story by Stephen King and not like a full-on novel, but I would say that that's a really, really good adaptation, and that would rank highly up there. I mean, there is a bunch of short stories that became actual TV or TV or or, or movies. Uh, I saw the other day, uh, Chicken Little was actually a short, uh, short book or a short novel that was during World War II times and they made it into a full-blown movie with the with Disney. Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised that they took a few pages like a few pages of a story and turned it into a full-blown. You know what I mean? Yeah, a full-blown movie, I think. Yeah, full-blown movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of people out there will probably argue with us and fight us because of Lord of the Rings, and I don't want to be controversial. I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. I just play D anD D. Like I don't like it, and part but of it your your fan base or your fan is getting after you already. Uh, and that cat has some serious shit to say. <laughs> that cat's like, listen, bitch, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Listen, I was forced to watch that movie. Okay, if you were school. forced, yeah. And I didn't like it. I well, I was actually forced to watch all the trilogies. I didn't. I fell asleep through like probably eighty percent of it. I don't find it interesting enough to watch forever. I mean, I don't. I like because it's. I like D and like the idea of Lord of the Rings, but I'm not gonna sit there for like twenty years of my life and read and watch it and swoon over it like that. Is it? Is it good? I guess everybody tells me it is and tries to shove it down my throat, but it's just not me. It's, it doesn't, it isn't me. Cause again, I say it all the time. I'm a horror bitch. Okay. I like spookiness. I love Stephen King adaptations. There's some that are hit or miss obviously, but generally, I mean, I understand the love for Lord of the Rings. It's high budget. It's great casting. I can't deny that it's a, they're a great cast, but that's not something to me that I would, I would agree that I like it. Can so I, would you say more of 
that type of style would be better in a video game form. Lord of the Rings, absolutely. I think I played the Lord of the Rings game. So, yes, absolutely. I think it does great for a video game. It's just a lot to take in. It is. As a it book really is. And, a mo- and fucking three, four movies, if you include, like, what, The Hobbit? Uh, maybe five? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is people will probably come at me for that. And that's okay. Yeah, Give movies. me your hate comments. It's, it's legit. Six movies, and then they're also putting the a new series on Amazon for okay. Lord of the Rings. That's great. I, they're going to get a lot of money out of that. They <laughs> so are. Good for them. Uh, I would like to give an honorable mention to Goodfellas. Didn't know that was a fucking book. I love Goodfellas. Don't like The Godfather, but I love Goodfellas. That's my favorite gangster movie. That and Casino. So didn't know that was a book. Here it is. I'm, I'm learning today. Well, uh, to be to be honest, I think the the original gangster from that uh, what was his name? Ray Liotta. Is that his no? Um, the actual guy, Ray Liotta. Rest mm. in peace. He's mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, yeah, the R. actual R. guy, the guy that it's based on. Yeah, the guy that it's based on. I think he wrote the book. Uh, wrote a book um, about what happened, or he just went to the feds. I don't remember. Somehow there was a book made. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, somewhere there was a book made. Yeah. Um, also, some people are going to come at us a little bit. Only Probably like a little bit of people will say something like Fight Club. Book to movie. Great. And I'll be real, also not a fan of Fight Club. Okay, somebody... Such a hater. Yeah, somebody's going to be mad at me for that. But yeah, i never seen it. Never seen it? Never well, seen I it. I mean, it's good. It's not bad. I'm just... I'm not a Brad Pitt fan that much, honestly. I liked Burn After Reading a little bit. Uh, I feel like his best work is Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> to be honest, I liked him in Legends of the Fall. Oh, yeah! The stuff that he did, like, Legends of the Fall. And what was that other movie where he... It was kind of, like, old-timey like that with... God, his brother was hot. <laughs> the guy who played his brother was really hot. Um, Brad Pitt. Let's find out. But while I'm looking that up, <laughs> what are some surprises for you about books to movies? Do you have any? Books to movies. So there isn't a lot of, uh, like I said in past episodes, I, I just started actually reading books other than like short stories of children's books and all that. But um I just recently started uh, reading actual books and I haven't read much with everything that I've seen right now I'm trying to figure out I want to see what people think about the Exorcist book oh shit I love the Exorcist I've Do not love the read movie. the book yeah, I've I haven't not read, read the, the book. book I own the Exorcist I've just not read it because I always hear people tell me, oh my god, you like the movie? Read the book. Read the fucking book. And I'm like, ooh, I should read it. And I own it. I've just not read it. So I'll get there one day. One day I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm ready to read it. But I'm not there yet. Um, everyone also really joneses, oh, really jones over, joneses? No, they go fucking nuts 
for, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, what am I trying to say? They really get jazzed up. Oh, yeah, sounds about Silence of the Lambs. Um, no, they get really jazzed up about, oh, my God, the Overlook Hotel. That's all I can think of. That's all that's coming to mind as I'm trying to say this movie. The Overlook Hotel is in The Shining. There we go. Oh, okay, I was like... You're huh? like, what the fuck, you stupid bitch? Say it. It's an okay story. It's an even, eh, even okay-er movie. Stanley Kubrick, I do respect, but he was a madman. He was, like, a very crazy perfectionist, so a lot of iconic things came from that movie and the book, obviously, but I feel like the the movie is more well-known than the book, but everybody knows it's a book, if that makes sense. The only reason why they know of the book is because of the movie. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's, like, how I feel. And I feel like people feel that way for The Silence of the Lambs, too. A lot of people don't know it's a book. It's a really good book, and it's a really great ad- adaptation, I think. Uh, I really like Anthony Hopkins. He's A++, as well as Jodie Foster. Shout out to them. Shout out to Jodie for just being awesome. She does a lot of things I like. But, yeah, I think that The Shining is overrated as both a book and a movie, if I'm being totally honest. I like them both. I'm not saying they're bad. I just feel like they're not worth the hype. Yeah, and I did hear that, um... Stephen King did not like the movie that Stanley Kubrick came out with. You know what? I heard that too. So we might be right. I'm not going to Google it. So (laughs) we're just going to assume that we are correct because we both heard the same thing. I love it. (laughs) But I mean, uh, I I think it was Dr. Sleep, the second part to to The Shining. Did you... I haven't read the book, but I know... I have seen the movie. Okay. Rose the Hat, I feel, is really a really good portrayal. I don't know who the girl. She reminds me of that Julia girl that every that she looks like. I don't fucking know what I'm saying, what her name is, but she was really good. The movie, eh. Also, eh, just because I think that The Shining is kind of like an eh story. I feel like in the realm of The Shining, when you go to books and you know to talk about it, I like Nosferatu, which is by. Uh, I almost called him King Hill, uh, which is by Stephen King's son, Joe. I think his name is Joe. Uh. But that's a really good story about, like, the Shining-esque people. Like, I feel like that's, like, a a good cousin to the Shining. If I want to call it the cousin, but who knows. But it's really good. I would highly recommend reading that and watching. I think it's a, a TV show on Hulu. To me, to be honest, this episode is more dedicated to those uh, hardcore readers that um, I want to know your opinions on. Uh, more of... I, I, okay, so I've seen The Notebook. The only Ugh, reason why vomit. I've seen The Notebook is because my ex wanted me to listen or to watch it. Gross. And I wasn't a fan of the movie. I don't like Ryan Gosling. God, I'm such a fucking hater. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) I am a hater, though. I'm like, "Mm, no pass. Because it just... First of all, I haven't really seen The Notebook. I've seen bits and pieces. And from what I gather, it's about this toxic relationship that somehow blossoms. Like, I do remember a ferris wheel thing where the dude's like go out with me and she's like no thanks and he's just like go out with me baby go out with me and i'm like dude and i get it 1920s or 1800s wherever the fuck this takes place 
where taking no for an answer like back then was like just unheard of like a woman said no to me she must be gay or something like i hate that <laughs> that to me is like so fucking toxic so i already hate that fucking movie i did want to watch it because one of my favorite actors is in it james marsden fucking cyclops for life uh he's in it and i hear that he gets like kind of jaded i read a cracked.com article about james marsden and how he has like how his uh agent must hate him because he keeps getting cast in these like gets dumped by his girlfriend roles and mm-hmm. i totally can see that with the exception of like sugar and spice but like an x-men gene gray kind of like having like eye fucking sessions with wolverine while he's over there like being her boyfriend and shit and then this movie i guess like the girl leaves him to be with a guy that was like date me baby and she's like no and he's like date me and she's like okay like after the millionth time Ooh. so i'm just saying you fucked over James Morrison. I'm not going to fucking watch your stupid ass movie. To get to Crazy Bear's point, if you have something to say, I'll totally read it on air right here, right there. Um, don't be toxic, though, because I'm not going to read your toxic shit. I'll laugh at it, and we'll read it together and laugh at you. But um, I'm not going to put it on air if it's toxic. If you have a legit opinion, I would love to hear it, because I'm always open. There's a lot of books to movies adaptations that I've not seen that I would 100% be on board for. So, but yes, this is dedicated to you guys. Sorry, it's bad. I mostly do Stephen King and whatnot, but uh, I can tell you and talk to you about the worst book a- adaptations because the internet has told me what to hate. And <laughs> I, the internet has told me what movie, what movie adaptations of books I should hate. And you know what, what gets the most hate that I'm hearing and I'm exactly. okay with, and I get it, is tw- the Twilight series. I wasn't a fan of the books. I had a friend in high school who read all of them, which was kind of funny because she was, like, she came from this uber-Christian conservative family, and she was, like, obsessed with them. Me and her brother went to go see the scary movie version of Twilight, mm-hmm. where they make fun of it, and that, that was kind of funny. But uh, I hear a lot of shit. Like, people hate the Twilight movies. I don't know how valid that is. I get it because I'm not into it, it generally. And from what I have seen, like, there's, I guess, weird CGI in there for, like, the baby or something. So I get it why people don't like it. And please, internet, tell me why you hate it. Like, what's not fun about it? Oh, cringe, cringe, I guess it's, like, cringe-worthy scenes that are more funny than serious. LOL. I had to Google that. And then a lot of people also don't like A Wrinkle in Time. And I remember seeing a commercial for that in theaters, and I saw that Oprah was in it. And I was like, huh. This is either going to be really good or really bad. I never saw it. Because Oprah, in the color purple, fantastic performance. I'm pretty sure she was in the color purple. Her and Whoopi. Maybe? Was it Whoopi? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she was in Yes, ma'am. It was them. And and that's good. And A Wrinkle in Time, I was like, it's either going to be great or it's either going to be total shit. And apparently, a lot of people don't like A Wrinkle in Time adaptation. Have you seen oh, it? No, I have not. Oh, Okay. Have you seen Percy Jackson and the Olympians or whatever it's called? Oh my god, no. I okay. I told myself I never watched those movies. Is it <laughs> because you're a Harry Potter fan? Um I'm not I'm not a hardcore Harry Potter fan. I mean I like Harry Potter. There's movies that I'd I'd rewatch, you know what I mean? But it's not like, oh my god, I'm gonna own this this Harry Potter one, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not that hardcore. And you know what? 
I would never disrespect a Harry Potter fan because I'm scared of them mostly because there's such a large number of people. There is a large fan base still to this day, especially with everything that's coming out. The um, those uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah, I I didn't like the Fantastic Beast series myself, but Chiefs their own. I do like Harry Potter, but I'll never rewatch it. I feel like I've I saw it once and that was enough watch the whole series in one go that's all you ever have to watch for the rest of your life because it's kind of a regurgitation like oh no harry potter's in trouble let's save the day oh no harry potter's in trouble let's save the day that's i feel like what each each book and each movie's about so and they're just like different flavorings but just a little bit of spice into each one of them yeah, the one of the series that has the lowest ratings, the Divergent series. There you go. That's the one I was trying to come up with with uh, before uh, the Divergent series. I think that's the one that um, has the same chick of Fault in Our Stars. I think it is right. Fault sure. In Our Stars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, the one where I don't know her name. Mandy Moore. Maybe, and she's also in the that. Divergent series, isn't she? I have no clue. You are asking the wrong person. You should definitely be typing that into Google Andy right Moore. now. You should definitely Google that. Don't ask me. I'm that. I know that we give warning that our shit's not 100% facts. I will give you zero facts when it comes to those movies and books. Fall in our stars. Mm, cast. Not Mandy Moore. Shalene Woodley. No idea who that is, but that's okay. She probably has, like, a face I would recognize, though, I bet. Yeah? If I don't recognize her name, I might recognize her face. Yeah, she was in the Divergent series. Uh, she was one of the main characters in that. No clue still. I'm so bad at this. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, okay. I never, I've never seen those movies, and I don't think I will. I've seen Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, it was a good cry, but it's all right. Uh, what about The Giver, girl? Oh, okay. Jenny. Oof. She legit wanted me to... I mean, she wanted me... Jenny. Jenny. She wanted me to watch the movie and read the book. I still have yet to get to it. <laughs> oh, I hear I was thinking you are about to come in and tell me that, oh, yeah, I fucking hate or love that. I thought it was going to be one of the two, but it wasn't. You were just like, oh, yeah, I was told to watch that. Yeah, I was um, told to watch it. Okay, cool, cool. Or read it both. Why not? Well, yeah, we just got the book, too. At, uh, it was cool because it was at, like, one of those thrift stores, so it was only, like, 25 cents. This this episode is kind of dull, but it's alright, because we don't have everything for you guys. We just tell our opinions and say what we think is good or not Who good said this us. episode is boring? Fuck you. This episode isn't boring. We're just going back and forth on books and movies. Who said that? Who said that? I said it's dull. Oh not my gosh. Boring. It's not. Well, dull is boring. It's not holding your grasp, and that makes me upset. What makes me upset about this episode is your cat. Not that it's happening, but just because <laughs> he's offering so much criticism, but zero help. Like, okay, we get it. Your favorite book is Cat in the Hat. I'm sorry they fucked that movie up. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is That should be our next topic, because thank you for giving me that in. Mike, my, uh, right, Michael or Mike? Was it? Uh, I think it's Mike Myers because Mike, Michael Myers is the slasher. That's true. Mike Myers, he, in my opinion, he did an amazing job with Cat in the Hat. 
Like, sure, it was stupid. Sure, it was dumb. <laughs> but with all those jokes that they had him do, like with him, he was about to hit that kid, like beat that kid in the head with that plastic bat. Like, that was that to me is just <laughs> classic. I'm forever going to love that movie. Okay. Uh, I never s- really... I might have seen it. I Let me look at this. Because it all depends on how old I was. If I was a teen, like an early teen, like a preteen, I guess you could say, I have probably no memory of it. There were a lot of movies that came out during that time that I just watched to yeah. fill the void in my life that was time. And, oh yeah, 2003, I would have been 14... Uh, I wouldn't have been, that w- this wasn't my void point in life. It was before that. But I definitely probably did see that because I have nieces. Nope, they weren't born yet. No, I probably didn't see it then. Unless my cousin made me watch it. I, but I know about it from Jiffies or Giffies, whichever one you want to call them. The gifts that keep on, I want to call them gifts because they are the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, fuck you and your gifs. It's not the gif that keeps on giving. No, it's the gif that keeps on giving. So, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Like, it does get a lot of hate for being, I guess, cringy acting. And then, also, I think Dr. Seuss, the foundation that owns his shit, or whoever, were like, we didn't like what Mike Myers did. Fuck you. No one will ever make a live-action movie of of anything that he did ever fucking again and you know what i don't think they did (laughs) i know that they've made like cgi movies but ever since that and i think that probably fucking ended mike myers career if i'm being real which i understand like no to be honest the movie that ended his career was the love guru you know what is really sad i kind of liked that movie i never seen it but a lot of love guru hated it it was okay. Here's what I liked it because it was so bad. Because I don't think Austin Powers is good. Oh no, that movie is not good at all. But it's I amazing. love Austin Powers yeah. because it's like it's cringe humor, and you either get it or you don't. So I feel like I don't want to get off too far off topic because this is about books and their fucking <laughs> bullshit. Um, oh, by the way, earlier that movie where I said Brad Pitt and his hot brother is called A River Runs Through It. Check it out. I also liked him in that. <laughs> So, I mean, there we go. For other movies, I would like... Oh, shit. American Psycho. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget about that? American Psycho is a great movie. I wouldn't say... I feel like, unfortunately, it's getting, like, a weird rep with, like, the red pill, blue pill community. You know what I mean? I just like it because it's, like, a good psychological... Did he do it? Question. Like, you ask yourself. You leave. You finish that movie being, like, wow. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. I had to question my reality a little bit because I was like, was he crazy? Am I crazy? Girl, you know? he was crazy. He was crazy. So A++ to that movie. I don't, I think I read the book. I don't remember reading it, but it's a good movie. And I can only imagine that the book is like way better. Oh, Psycho was a book. Yeah, by Robert Block. Okay, sweet. <laughs> awesome. So everybody that didn't know Psycho or any of these books, uh, movies where books definitely check them out i'm putting them on my list as we speak yeah highly recommend reading um any book that you didn't know was a movie you never know what you're gonna find because well, by the way forrest gump is also a book and no country for old men wow that was a good movie it really made me feel like 
I don't know what it made me feel. It just made me feel weird. So <laughs> Why did it make you feel weird? Because you don't know if he killed the girl at the end. I'm like 99% sure he did uh-huh. because when he steps out, he wipes his shoe. And that's why I think he killed her. Okay. I would like to take a few moments because everybody does know by now I love Stephen King. And I would just like to talk about some of my favorite Stephen King adaptations. Do it, girl. Do it. So, my favorite one, hands down, is Stephen King's It. That's definitely number one. And I don't mean It from the 2000s. I mean It from 1990, the made-for-TV movie. That was my... That's my number one. And then my number two would be Pet Cemetery. It creeped me out so much. I've read it. I've read pretty much every book I'm about to tell you right now book and movie i've read and i've watched there's not very many things that i haven't read and watched by stephen king but i mean the the two the 2000 era for it was closer to the book than the 1990s version i don't disagree with that but i do think that the 1990s one was better it felt like the story went along a little better I liked the beginning where the, it, it goes back and forth as it introduces each one of the the adults as kids. Yeah. And then at by the time you get to the end, it's... Oh, Stan... Spoiler alert, everybody, please don't be upset with me. Stan's dead. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's great. And the humor in it is also kind of funny because it's a fucking clown. <laughs> And when Ben is making out with Beverly in his in his hotel room, mm-hmm. and then he looks in the mirror and he sees a fucking clown suit, and then he pulls away, and Tim Curry goes as it goes, kiss me, fat boy, and then he's just like horrified. Shit is fire. You don't sleep on that movie. It's really good. Go in there not expecting a masterpiece, and you'll be fine. You'll like it. You'll enjoy it. Go in there with like that sense of wonder you had as a kid when you watched a scary movie for the first time, and you're going to love it. It's really good. Anyways, but Pet Cemetery, fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, I listened recently to Pet Cemetery on Audible. Audible? Audible? And audible. the guy, yeah, yeah. Aud- Audible, whatever. And the guy who plays Dexter from Dexter, the serial killer show, yeah. he narrates it. He does an excellent job reading that book to you. Uh, it makes you feel creepy and so good but anyway uh great adaptation from 1989 also don't sleep on that uh that's some of the horror scariest shit i've ever encountered and i'm sorry uh crazy bear please stop me if i get too much into the stephen king train i get obsessive sometimes and i not nah, grow i'm 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 enjoying listening to you okay good because i fucking love talking about stephen king and his ap- adaptations i will if anyone out there has another podcast and you're listening to me to fangirl about and you want to talk to me about it please hit me up i will fucking rant all goddamn day uh <laughs> another great at ap- my number three adaptation i would have to say is gonna be children of the corn it's more of a short story but it's still in a book technically it's just so fucking creepy children creep me out in horror movies the village of the damned i think it's called creepy as fuck yeah children of the corn where they murder their whole fucking little rinky dink town family families all their families and then fucking kill each other when they turn 18 
in this weird ritualistic shit. Oh my god, dude, that <laughs> fucking creeps me out. And the fact that there were like eight children of the corns. Come on now, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, that shit's scary, creepy. Especially when you go by a, an actual cornfield. Oh my gosh, and you know what? Being from a small town in a rural state, I totally felt that translation because you know if you're driving through the middle of nowhere new mexico surprise we're from new mexico um (laughs) you get you can you would understand the creepiness of it especially growing up in the 90s where cell phones didn't exist come on now jesus fucking christ that's good shit uh but this takes place in oh omaha nebraska i think or somewhere in nebraska nebraska usa i'm uh number four it's another short story. It's called Sometimes They Come Back. It's really good. Ooh, uh, I don't think I know that one. It's this dude. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've read it and seen it. It's, like, from the 90s as well. And this dude, he comes back to his hometown, I think, to teach. And he's haunted by these ghosts from his past. His brother was killed. And he comes back and he basically has to confront confront them with either his son or his stepson. I don't remember which. Mm. And they are just like, they're killing his students like one at a time so that they can attend his class and torment him. It's really good. And like at the end, he like confronts them in the same spot his brother was killed. Like even his brother comes from heaven to help him out. It's really good. It's really, really good, I would say. I would say definitely read it because it's a short story and definitely watch it because it's a short kind of movie. And then my final... Oh, man. I really want to say don't sleep on the short stories. Some of his greatest stories are short. And the movie movie adaptations are just as good. But Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies, like, of all time. Like, not just horror-based, but... Because it's not really horror. Although, there might be a theory that the dude that actually kills his wife is, like, maybe kind of the same as, like, Randall Flagg. That's a good theory. I need to research that more. Uh, anyway, it's a great book. Well, it's a great story. Short I think it's story. Yeah, I think it's called, like, Rita Hayworth or something like that. Something. It's not nece- It's not called Shawshank Redemption. It's called something else, if I, yeah. if I remember correctly. So, it's really good. The fucking movie is fantastic. I remember watching that as a little kid. And being like, whoa, what the fuck? I could be wrongfully imprisoned for a murder I didn't commit? <laughs> like, that that really set the tone for why I'm kind of the way I am today and I don't trust the police. But yeah, so they're rant over, but honorable mentions, uh, Stand By Me, Misery, and Carrie. Also, really good books slash short, short stories to, to movies. Yeah, girl. And to be honest, um, thinking about it now... Shawshank Redemption made me feel or not not uh so a game called A Way Out made me feel like it was based on Shawshank Redemption to be honest. I don't know if you Oh, isn't that, that game. a game? Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I almost played that with Woody. Never played it. Should play it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, I'll have to look that up. To me it's basically um Shawshank Redemption in game form. I love it. Played it three times. One with uh, Jenny, uh, one with one of my friends, and another time I just played with a random, I think. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to look it up because it is on Steam. It's also on Game Pass. (laughs) Oh, shit. It is on Game Pass. I have Game Pass, y'all. If one of y'all want to play it with me, don't let me know. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Are there any books that you would like to see made into movies that you're aware of? I know the missus might have given you some recommendations. I don't know. 
Mm, she probably did, but I don't even remember him. Wow. Rude. That's one the cat. That, <laughs> one that is coming to uh, streaming services when I am starting is the novel Blonde. I don't know if you heard of it. Oh, uh, no, I have not. Tell me about it. So basically, it's Marilyn Monroe behind camera. Like, kind of how... Oh, it's auto autobiography kind of thing? Kind of, um, but it's through somebody else's eyes. Oh, so just like a biography. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, it's kind of like that Marilyn, isn't that the name of the other movie that came out? Could be, could be. I wouldn't know. But either way, this is basically talking about how how she was behind behind the camera, not in front of it. You know what I mean? Oh, like who she was as a person, not an yeah. actress, model, fucking sex symbol. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'm really anxious to get to this book. Um, and also, I can't wait to see whatever Netflix comes with, because it, supposedly it's supposed to be coming out either the ending of this year or beginning of next year okay be on the lookout for that i'm into it i am here for it because <laughs> uh, i like marilyn Monroe. i feel like she's not as big of a mystery as everyone makes her out to be personally i think that she was just a tragic person especially considering the era era that she came from oh yeah where it was really rough to be a woman and a sex symbol if you think about it like the pressure to look good is probably like really it's like it's really hard today too but like back then where you had like extra misogyny baked into society more than now uh not that i'm not saying it doesn't exist i'm just saying back then it was way worse like nobody was good to women yeah women were way toxic to other women your point of going to college back then was to find a man you weren't there for an education for real you were there to find a dude to settle down with for the rest of your fucking life and that's just like sad like we've evolved a lot so the times back then must have been really hard and to be a sex symbol her own fucking gender probably hated her and dudes just wanted to fuck her yeah so like it's really hard because she's she was this person who existed and yes she wanted to be famous but like at a cost right and that's a cost i think she paid with her life i don't think jfk and bobby kennedy fucking had her murdered i think she was just a very sad person nobody paid attention to that nobody paid attention to that Yeah, yeah nobody gave a fuck about her other than her looks and everything like that so i think she was just tragic just tragic so that's my opinion uh not to get too far off topic but a movie that i would like to see turned into or a book i'd like to see turned into a movie is oh my gosh i already forgot the name of it it's a vampire shit vampire georgia book fuck (laughs) (laughs) uh georgia book i'm looking it up vampire slayer georgia book (laughs) let's see if georgia nope the southerner the southerner the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires that's a fucking long ass name but it's an anime name it's a really good book it's about these ladies in suburbia america they they have children they're housewives they're all these things and then this dude comes to town and things start getting fucking weird and sexual and their husbands start finding success but at what's the cost right yeah because like the one thing i learned about like horror movies and books and things like that is everything comes with a price everything has a price and this book proves that there is no that there is no exception 
So <coughs> the boys. <coughs> the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really great comic book adaptation to TV show. That's another episode, another time, because I could fucking talk about that all day too. Actually, um, it is part of this one though, because it's our last thing that we got to talk about. What about comic books? Shit, you're absolutely right. For all, those listening. Crazy Bear and I have a little task list. It's not really a task <laughs> list. It's more of a prompt to get us to fucking talk. Because I'm really, socially, I'm really bad, you guys. I'm very bad at it. I'm kind of mean to begin with. I'm an asshole. I'm a jerk. But also, I'm awkward as fuck. And, and sometimes I forget what we're talking about. And I think Crazy Bear can relate to the forgetting that what we're talking about. Oh, so, a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have these little check points that we talk about to try to keep it in order as much as possible because we love chouse and we are chouse and we're not saying it wrong we're just saying it the way we want to say it it's chaos but we know it's chouse yeah chouse uh yeah just a little behind the scenes for you guys we just want to let you know we're not doing this like script but we're also not doing it freehand so yeah that would be a really like the two of us i'm all over the fucking place if i'm being honest i could (laughs) jump from topic to topic to topic and forget where i started so yeah there's a lot of things about our podcast i think that can be fun is one we are a little chaotic two sometimes we have special guests in the background in our chat and you know what if you want to be one of those guests one time send us an email giddyonup.podcast at gmail.com that's how you get in touch with us. Again, fan mail, hate mail. Stop making this podcast mail. We'll accept it all. I'm not going to read all of it because I feel like that's a little too toxic to my mentality. If I fucking read <laughs> nothing but hate mail. Uh, actually, that could be really funny to read hate mail. On, I would love to read hate mail, to be honest. Yeah, I do like, you know, because I'm a troll. And you're really just giving me a good time. Because I can say so many things back to you that I wish I could say, but I'll be polite and I won't say anything. But no, send us your hate mail, anything. Interact with us however you want to. I don't care. Uh, Yeah, send us almost whatever you want. Actually, no boobs either. Some of us are happily somewhere else. I would rather see anonymous boobs than than email boobs anyway. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, y'all. Don't fucking... Just send us whatever you want. But yeah, to get to our point about comic books, we don't have enough time to talk about it. It's a future episode. I do is, have a couple yeah, of is. I do have a couple of things to say of al- about adaptations. Uh, number one, the whole MCU universe, the whole DC universe. Personally, I prefer DC over Marvel. I'm a big spooky bitch in general. That's why that partakes to me, or that's, yeah. why it, that's why it calls out to me. But we got the boys, Invincible, like all these really good storylines that are coming out. They're not your typical, oh my god, hero origin story, and ooh, hero fighting Thanos. Because I really, I personally, I'm tired of the MCU universe. I need a little bit of chaos in my life. That's why I like the boys. I like that it's gritty. It's what if corporate America was partaking in the superhero industry. Because that's not something you really see in Marvel or DC Comics. It's not, and it's it, it's been a rough ride for me. I just finished up the first season and I think I'm on the third or fourth episode on the second season, so... Oh, that's nice. I'm excited <sighs> oh, to see it again with fresh eyes. It's so good. It's so. I read the comics, and the show is doing way, way, way good compared to... The, like, the comics are great, don't get me wrong. But 
the show is satire. It is gritty. It is disgusting at times. And you're like, yeah, that's America. So I don't come at me. Don't come at me. Agree with me. Disagree. Whatever. You can't, you can't say it's not a good show. Like, sure, you may not like seeing a dick on screen, but guess what? Us ladies have had to look at tits and cooch on the television for years and years and years. It's time for y'all to look at some dicks. That's all I got to say. Y'all, time for y'all to see some dicks. <laughs> but anyway, Invincible, also a really good superhero show. Have you seen it? Do you Have you heard about it? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it just yet. I... It's, it's really good. It really stays true to the comic book, I feel. It's almost a play-by-play, but it is also animated, so they can get away with that a lot better than doing live action. It's so good. It also asks the question about what if superheroes weren't very good? Like, what if they're here for another? Like, Superman, for example, is basically who it's based off of. He's an alien from outer space that came down to Earth. What if his intention wasn't pure? That's kind of what it asks, and it turns that and makes it into a really nifty story. Ooh, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, like, it's just really good. Within the first, I thought it was kind of shitty. I was like, eh, this isn't really suiting me. But, yeah. like, within, by the, if you're watching it as a TV show, the first episode, you're, like, hooked. Like, the last ten minutes of the first episode is really what sinks you in. You're like okay, this is just another Superman ripoff story. No, bitch, wait until the end and then get your fucking mind blown. I'm trying not to spoil it for people because you haven't seen it and I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's so good. A plus. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll probably watch it after I'm done with the boys. Yeah, read the comic too. Like, it's a great comic. Love it. Love it. Uh, and I can't think of any other comic book adaptations right off the bat uh i mean there's tales from the crypt tales from the crypt was a yeah. comic i actually i think it might have been called some no i think it was called tales from the crypt yeah it was tales from the crypt as the comic book and then that's really good if you haven't seen tales from the crypt that was one of the things like i would when i was not quite desensitized to horror movies like i had just seen it and i watched tales from the crypt it wasn't the show itself it was the intro and the Crypt Keeper that weirded me out. You know what I mean? And that's probably why I have, like, I'm, like, really into Cemetery aesthetic is because of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, cemeteries are so beautiful. They are. They're, it's like, creepily amazing. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, our email is giddyonup.podcast at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations for books to movies, movies to books, <laughs> if there are any. Uh, we would love to hear it. I don't know about you, Crazy Bear, but I definitely do. Oh, yeah. I'd definitely love to hear what everybody needs to say about us uh, or whatever they want to send us. It yeah. If matter. you want to battle about the remake episode, tell me and we'll battle about the remake episode that we did. Uh, if you want to yell at us for video games, go ahead. Yell at us. If you want to know anything about us, that's great. I'm here for it. Great. It's great. Do it. Uh, one thing I do need to uh, stay true to. Um, today, I went to the... A Sane Asylum Museum t uh, this morning, and I promised the uh, the headkeeper that I'd get their name out there. So, uh, if you guys are here in Colorado and are near Pueblo, definitely go give the A Sane Asylum Museum here in Pueblo. Go give them a visit. Tell them Crazy Bear sent you, and they need our help. They need our help to get that up and running. Um, for everybody for the future to come yeah because 
Yeah, for sure. Like, seriously, though, like, in all seriousness, support your local businesses, y'all. Like, support local in general. If you like road trips, definitely hit... What was it? What was that? What was this place called again? Uh, the Asane As- uh, Asylum for Pueblo, Colorado. Asane, insane Asylum for Pueblo, Colorado. I'm fucking that up all over the place. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yes, please do. But, you know, tr- always try to shop local when you can. Like, take par- partake in, like, local businesses. If you got a Meow Wolf near you, check that out. If you don't, there's also... Just try to partake in the arts in general and spooky shit. I can't recommend enough. I mean, if you live in Salem, go check out the Witches Museum if there is one. I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah, local. That's a really good shout-out, and that's cool. I like that. Good job, Crazy Bear. Yeah, girl. Well... It's time to, it's time for us to saddle and skedaddle. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you go for your smutty entertainment. And till next time. Stay entertained. Goodbye. <laughs>